Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. A pen and a paper, a stereo, a taper. Me and Eric B and a nice big plate of fish, which is my favorite dish, because without no money, it's still a wish. Welcome back, folks. <laughs> I love it. It's now ESPN Radio. Paid in full for you, Eric B and Rakim. If you want to listen to... Here's a, I say here's a challenge for you. I think a lot of times people have hard time to sit and still or when they're like li- listening to something they have to be doing something else oh my listen to my podcast while i rake the needles or shovel the snow or whatever yeah put that album on and just listen to it just sit there and listen to it it's only like 35 minutes long if that because i mean this is like back in the day when it was like a two-sided record it's only got like eight or nine tracks yeah. on it it was more eps right that's what i'm saying yeah. so just just listen to it and just enjoy yourself. Just close your eyes or open your eyes, dance around, whatever. Just do that, though. Listen to that album. Do it. You'll love it. This thing, the first sound show, you can always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. All sorts of good stuff for you. Missoula Sentinel, the only high school in the United States of America with players playing in both the FBS and FCS National Championship game. Talked a little bit about that. Part of our Garden City Spotlight. Also had Carolyn, who doesn't know sports, swing by. <laughs> and uh, we heard from Trajan Cotton, senior captain for the Montana Grizzlies, as we continue our road to Frisco, presented by the Advocates, as well as uh, Stone of Accord and uh, Town Pump. The Noir's Out podcast, you find all that stuff on it. Presented by Blackfoot Communications, visit goblackfoot.com, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. Before we get to... Uh, the top 10 matchups in this FCS National Championship game. First of all, got to say uh, another time, I got to say thank you to uh, the great one, Dave Dickinson, for coming on the show yesterday. Mm. Uh, it was because of sad circumstances, and uh, I know it was hard for Dave because it was certainly an emotional moment, but he jumped at the opportunity to do it because, first of all, he's a wonderful guy, but he also just wanted to pay homage to uh, one of his mentors and uh of course, now Coach Dickinson. He's been in the CFL for a really long time, first as an outstanding player, and then now as a, an outstanding and Grey Cup winning coach. 
But, of course, he started his career, Great Falls CMR, and then for the Montana Grizzlies, led Montana to their first national championship in 1995. And he and Don Reed's names will be linked uh, in history and in Grizz lore forever. Of course, Don Reed passed away earlier this week on Wednesday at the age of 90. Certainly an icon when it comes to Grizz sports. And uh, just an unforgettable figure because uh, he his hands are still in the program, right? I mean, Bobby Houck's first coaching job ever was for Don Reed. Don Reed's first quarterback ever was Brent Pease, the Grizz offensive coordinator. One of his first All-American offensive linemen, Chad Germer, the Grizz offensive line coach. One of his greatest players ever, Tim Houck, the Grizz defensive analyst. From you guys go on down the line, Don Reed was a mentor to many of the guys that are mentors to these current Grizz. He was also one of the one of the peripheral godfathers for what was became famous in the 80s. Uh, no doubt. Was the run-and-shoot offense. Like uh, He doesn't get enough credit for being one of the, the brain children behind that. So, like, it's you know, true. kind of of zooming out of the Grizzlor, like how he's I- impacted uh, football overall. Like if, if if it's not there, the run and shoot, which later gave way to spread offense and RPOs. Like if he's not part of that, football is a slight different today. So uh, definitely important within the lore of, of Grizzly hit, uh, football, but just football overall. And what a, what a great stamp he has left on not only um, uh, programs but the game itself. It's so true because. People that have studied the, the, the evolution of offensive football in the modern era and the origins and now proliferation of the spread, people know the names Mouse Davis and June Jones and Hal Mummy totally. and Mike Leach. All of those guys and Coriel. learned a ton of this stuff from Don Reed. I mean, yeah. the origin point of this is Portland, Oregon. Portland State was where a lot of the run and shoot and spread yes. concepts, yes. air raid stuff started in the late 1970s. Mouse Davis was, of course, the offensive coordinator. He then went all the way up, went through the USFL, then in the NFL, and, and then he you know was all over college football. He's the one that passed that along to Hal Mummy, who then taught it to Mike Leach, and you know then the, sort of the rest is history. He goes to Texas Tech, and then the thing explodes, right? Totally. But there was a moment in time where it was like a novelty to be running four and five wide. But guess what? Before, Made Warren Moon famous and put him right. in the Hall of Fame and no, in two no different doubt. football leagues. No doubt. And that's the thing that's crazy is that before Texas Tech and you know Cliff Kingsbury and all these guys were thrown for all these yards, that was early 2000s, Michael Crabtree and all that stuff. You're talking a full 20 years ahead of that. Montana was one of the first college football teams that was going four and five wide all the time. And that's a testament to Coach Reed and his influence on the game. Yeah, you know, rest in peace, Coach. And just thank you for all your contributions to the game and and to the university. Uh, Sorely and greatly missed. Bobby Houck, a Don Reed disciple. He uh, got his coaching career started as a grad assistant at Montana in the late 1980s. He had a media session today. He and Jimmy Rogers both did. We'll hear from some of uh, Jimmy Rogers' stuff here in just a little while. We'll also hear from Bobby Houck on this matchup with South Dakota State. But Bobby Houck wanted to pay homage to uh, one of his mentors. So here's that from earlier today down in Frisco, Texas. Coach Reed passed, I think, well, pretty much while we were in the air coming down here. And he had uh, Coach Reed had an unbelievable impact on, on a lot of people. Um, just uh, a truly... Uh, great man and a, and a great guy uh he got me going and coaching uh along with several guys on our staff um just a, a wonderful human being and uh you know i i think that uh, for him to be as uh beloved by uh the percentage of his former players that he is um is just phenomenal and speaks volumes to who he is but he don had a major impact on the university of montana 
the football program, the university in the state of Montana. And, you know, obviously he, uh, I think that uh, that was a life well lived, and I think he did exactly what he wanted to do it at uh, the pace he wanted to do it. If I can swing it back to Don Reed just for a moment, sure. He had a list of seven things that he kept off on his office wall. I never took a photo of it, so I'm paraphrasing. But one of them was about special teams winning at least one game a year. I wonder if you remember that. Two games a year. Two games a year. See, I was wrong. It's in our special teams book. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I've plagiarized a whole bunch from Don over the years. <laughs> that was kind of my question. That You've kind of made a mark as a special teams coach as well as being a head coach. Is it thanks to Don Reed? Is it in spite of? Um, you know, I always kind of avoided it when I was around Coach Reed just because I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't interested in it. And then when I went to UCLA, Coach Donahue wrote me in and that's where I kind of got going on it. Um, I used to run the other direction when Coach Reed would come. I should have listened. I put, put me, my uh, attitude about it put me three years behind, so, or two. And, but and the, yeah, Coach emphasized it, obviously. That was his, it was his thing. And I think I always took it from Coach that, you know, it was, he, he really truly believed it was a third of the game. There you go, Bobby Houck on Don Reed and the influence. I didn't know that part about the, uh, Bobby Houck was sort of averse to special teams when he first got into the coaching world. That's that's pure comedy now because he is seriously one of the great special teams coaches in the United States of America at any level of college football. It's part of our run to Frisco, presented in part by the Stone. Stone of Accord out on North Reserve. If you want a great place to watch the Grizz on Sunday in the national championship game, head to the Stone. All day Sunday, they'll have $5 mimosas and $3.50 Coors Light drafts. Plus, there's nothing like Sunday brunch at the Stone. Brunch, mimosas, Coors Lights, and the Grizz. That's a pretty good Sunday. The Stone, just a stone's throw away on North Reserve. Let's talk top 10 Matchups or uh, just dynamic storylines in this FCS championship game as the second-ranked Montana Grizzlies take on uh, top-ranked South Dakota State. Number 10, the venue. It's natural grass, but kind of. The turf in Frisco is like no turf I've ever seen before. It's natural grass, but it's curated for soccer. It's yeah. totally different. Which is a different grass. It's like grass is curated different for golf right, than right. it is for, say, rugby. So, yeah, there's a different surface, which changes traction and traction, as you know. Yes. It's, it's, but here's the thing. It's an even playing field for both teams. Oh, that's right. It it does it, – the, the field – I've been to Frisco three times. The field does not handle – moisture well at all. The good news is there's not supposed to be moisture in this game. Last time I was down there, 2021, when Montana State played North Dakota State, it was raining. raining. And that, that was, you say it's it's equal advantage both sides. Well, NDSU'd been there eight times, and they brought multiple shoes. So they had their rain shoes. They had their slick shoes ready to go. The Cats did not, and they got, that was a huge factor of the game. I mean, the Cats were totally outmatched in that game anyways. Yes. But, but, but it, traction is huge. If traction, you can't, if you can't get huge. going, you can't get going. So, but I like it. I mean, the fact that it's uh, it's going to be clear weather. I think South Coast State has been down there a couple times. Their third trip to Frisco. Montana has never been to Frisco. They played in seven national championship games, but uh, two or three of them were in Huntington, West Virginia, and then the rest of them were in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Haven't been back since 2009 since the game moved to Frisco. So we'll see. We'll see if that plays a factor. Rajiv Seabrook. With me, Colter Nuanas here hey. on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. If you want to stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com. If you want to be a part of the show, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. 
All guests will join us via the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. And how about this? Why don't we give you uh, a opportunity to win some Grizz basketball tickets? We got another pair for you. South Dakota's in town tomorrow night, 7 p.m. So call that number, 406-888-1029. Actually, text that number, 406-888-1029. Any and all texts will get you entered in. 888-1029, Grizz, South Dakota, tomorrow night at Dahlberg Arena. Number nine, narrative storyline matchup in this game. The two-sided crowd. This is a fascinating dynamic. The first time I went to Frisco, Texas was in 2019 to cover Eastern Washington versus North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. It was North Dakota State home game, even though it was in Frisco, Texas. Eastern Washington, they have you know they have a little bit of a fan base, but they only had a, maybe, I don't know, I'd say probably 1,000, 1,500 people there. And NDSU had like 18,000. Well, then the last time I went, it was NDSU heavy for sure. Uh, there was about, I'd say there was probably 12,000 Bison fan there. Mm-hmm. But there was another probably 7,500 or 8,000 Montana State fans there. So it's sort of like this, this dual crowd. In this game, at least the, what the ticket numbers say right now, it's going to be a little bit even. even. I, think, I think the Grizz have maybe a little bit more tickets on hand, but I would expect... Probably about nine to nine in terms of nine thousand people on each side. I just I wonder how that's going to go because both these teams are used to be they played at home throughout the entire playoffs. They both have good I mean, South Dakota State is a good home field advantage. Montana has a peerless home field advantage. They're the best home field advantage in the FCS. I think it's going to be interesting seeing two different like crowds in the same crowd. I don't know. It's going to be see, interesting to see who outweighs who. I You know, regardless of who outweighs who as far as numbers, the fact that both of these teams' fan bases travel so well to show the support is sometimes the fuel for, sure. for the fire to like almost be that 12th man a la the Seahawks. Um, what I want to know is how disruptive can they be? That's right. You know, like there's, there's, the, you go back to the venues for both of these programs and universities and like it's, a, it's, it's such a distinct advantage to play at Wah Grizz. Like, does that, adv- after being there for, you know, X amount of games this year and just overall, you know, how does not having that kind of be a factor factor in? I, I uh, totally agree. So we'll see. And then, you know, again, with going into with the traction and then one factor that I'm sure you spoke about during the week, um, the rust versus rest factor. Right. Um, and things that, that, that will add a spice and more tidbits to talk about both before and after the game. Well, that is our number eight dynamic, is being stale out of a Bible. First, let's hear from Jimmy Rogers, South Dakota State oh, first-year head coach on the two-sided crowd. No, it's all good. It's all good. We hadn't turned the page yet, so it's all good. Uh, Jimmy Rogers, South Dakota State. Huge turnout last year when you came here from your fans. Uh, I know you got a big send-off on the way out of town yesterday. There's expecting to be a huge turnout again, the tailgate, all that stuff. I know you got a football game to focus on, but just what's it been like for you guys to observe the way Jack's fans have got on board with these trips to Frisco and the support you guys have had over the last couple seasons? Yeah, the fans have grown significantly over the years of having success and winning, and I think the fans have been phenomenal this season. To have as many sellouts as we have, as we have was just awesome to see, and the kids are really deserving of it, and I'm just glad that people are starting to take notice and continue to support us and continue to make these trips because uh, this is a special moment for the players, and to have all of their family and friends and fans here, I think it's really cool for them, and it's uh, it's really appreciated. Jimmy Rogers here on Nuanas Now. It's our top ten countdown of the biggest matchups and storylines in the FCS National Championship game. Rajim, 
foreshadowed it a little bit, but who is or isn't stale coming out of the bye? Both these teams, of course, take uh, tons of momentum into the bye, but then they get three full weeks, 21 days without a football game. On the Grizz side of things, I think if you have to play right away, right after that North Dakota State game, how crazy thrilling that it was, there's a huge chance for a letdown because you just were as high as you could possibly be. Mm-hmm. On the South Dakota State side of things, they whooped Albany so bad, you Albany so bad that it was like, oh, they got to celebrate the whole second half and get all that juice out and then refocus right away. So yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think of this dynamic? Well, I, I you know, I said, and I, I totally didn't mean to tip the cap of what was on schedule. It's it's re- Foreshadowing is what great authors do. <laughs> well, thank you for the Shakespearean moment brought to you by. Uh, it's it's one of those things. It's it's the old adage of rest versus rust. The you know, and for me, I think the rest uh, behooves the Grizzlies. You come off two huge overtime thrillers in which you played almost an additional full game right. between overtime. So the rest actually allows guys to to kind of heal up. Uh, players have come back that were gone from the beginning of the year that may be able to, you know, impact aspects of the game. But what it also does is it allows Bobby and, and staff to actually um, tinker a little bit, but also allows them to study their opponent. When you have almost a month to study your opponent, you not only know how to respond, but you know how to react. I think for how fast moving and piston firing San Diego is, I think them having three weeks South of State. or sorry, SD, sorry, SDSU, SDSU <laughs> sorry, South Dakota, San Diego, yeah, yeah. my bad. Uh, for me, their rest period puts a little bit of rust on them. I think that they're so used to be going to momentum, so used to being talked about, so used to moving at 100 miles an hour, both off and on the field, that their rest might create some rust. So, or or so I'm hoping. Um, so yeah, I think the rest helps Montana. I think the rest hinders uh, South Dakota. Here's what Jimmy Rogers has to say. Yeah, I don't think that we've lost that chip at all. This team is just hungry to deliver their best and take everything very personal. We beat narratives all season long, and whether they listen to them or not, I know they read it, and um, we've done our job up to this point. So I think this team is a little bit different. If you're asking for what gets them going, they're winners, and that's enough. They're winners, and that's enough. Jimmy Rogers has been so impressive this week. He's such a deliberate, and um, you can tell, just clearly intense and driven guy. I mean, young coach, man, 35 years old. we got to be one of the youngest coaches in all Division I uh, college football. Nothing on State, a 12-and-a-half-point favorite as of today. Ten-and-a-half here in Montana, but that's because the book is juicing you a little bit. Either way... What do the Jacks think of being a favorite? 28 in a row and counting coming into this game. Here's Mason McCormick, All-American offensive lineman. Ultimately, that's why you play the game. Um, there's favorites, whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, any team can win on any given day, and uh, especially in a national championship. Montana's a really good team. Um, they fly around, and so it's just all that stuff kind of goes out the window. I mean, it's it's who's the best team on that day, and uh, we got to be ready to play our best. Well, it's now ESPN Radio. It's part of our road to Frisco. Shout out to town. Pump Town Pump has kept us fueled up all season long. They took us more than 4,000 miles traversing across the Big Sky Conference and the Western United States, covered all things Grizz, Cats, and Big Sky. And now they're sending us down to Frisco as well. The boys at Skyline Sports are down there in Dallas, so appreciate Town Pump. For all the wild by the mile, a great promotion, and uh, I'm sure we'll have it back next year. We appreciate all the Town Pump's done for us so far this year. Number seven, 
great narrative in this game. Playing for the name on the front of the jersey, both these teams do this really well. It's part of the fabric of the programs of both of them. But Montana, they have 16 guys from the state of Montana that are on the two deep and more than 50 guys on the roster. South Dakota State, they have 16 guys from South Dakota on the two deep. So there's a ton of pride uh, in both these. Let's hear from the head coaches on this dynamic, and then we will uh, share our thoughts on this. We'll start with Bobby Houck, the head coach of the Montana Grizzlies. Well, I think it starts with the university wanting to support the programs. I think they're all they're all universities that uh, view football as important and a priority. And so the universities support the programs, which gets you a, a foot in the door. Now you have to go execute it. So then if you if you look at it, the, the coaching staffs are exemplary. They know what they're doing. And then, uh, you know, they all have, they all have a, a common denominator. And it's kind of back to Lucas's question. What, what do all those teams that have been in this game in the last few years have in common? They're tough, physical, disciplined football teams. Let's hear from Jimmy Rogers about his South Dakota flavor on the South Dakota State roster. Well, I would say this. If you look at the, and, and this is an opinion, so I, I think the, the best football's played in the Dakotas and the Monta- Montanas, right? You look at FCS football, the, 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 the couple states, well, we don't have professional sports. We are the professional sport in a sense. That I think is cool. That I think is, uh, and both recruit their home state very hard. And you take a kid that maybe is not as recruited as he would be had he lived in a, I'm from Arizona, a lot of our team wouldn't have came here had they went to, lived in Arizona, just because the recruiting is quite a bit different. I think that's really cool. I think it's cool to have a bunch of guys that are, take pride in playing for their home state. And um, you can see it with the passion on both sides and how we both play. There's a physicality to it. There's an effort to it. And it's bigger than just, you know, playing college football. It's representing something uh, that they take pride in. And I think that you can see it. Great words there uh, from Jimmy Rogers. Rajim Seabook kicking it with me, Coulter Nuanas here uh, in studio. Our number six matchup leading up to this FCS National Championship game. The Grizz secondary versus the South Dakota State wide receivers and quarterback Mark Gronowski. The uh, SDSU wide receivers, the Yaki Twins. I asked, you heard Trajan Cotton in hour number one, how do you tell them apart? He said, well, that's easy. It's just the numbers. <laughs> so uh, maybe no confusion there, but it, it, they are interchangeable both because they are identical twins, but also they're just 6'2", 210-pound dudes. I mean, they both have been that equally. move. I mean, they've both been equally as productive throughout their careers, and also South Dakota State is as good at utilizing the tight end as any school in the United States of America, and that's including Iowa. South Dakota State's put three straight tight ends in the NFL, including uh, Dallas Goddard, who's a starter for the Philadelphia Eagles, Tucker Kraft, who's a starter for the Green Bay Packers, and Zach Hines, their 6'7", 260-pounder right now. He might be the next guy. So we'll see uh, how that goes. But what, I mean, what do you think of this matchup? The Grizz have done a great job both in depth and in uh Variability, changing stuff up on the back end all year. What do you think of this matchup in this game? I think I think the Grizz secondary have to be on their toes. Like, literally, and no pun intended, I think that this is a very good receiving core going up against, I think, the best quarterback on this level of college football. And uh, you you have to not, not play flawlessly, but as mistake-free as possible because these guys are big. They are strong. They are fast. And uh, the numbers that they put up and how they put their numbers up are, are quite impressive. Uh, 
it's going to be a it should be a bit more physical game than um, than than previous uh, the previous three playoff games just because you want to get big guys like this off their routes you don't you want to make them uncomfortable but there's also a lot of pressure now that you put on your front seven to make their com- quarterback uncomfortable so the ball doesn't get downfield and into those intermediate routes that they love to take let's shots for, on let's hear from Mark Gronowski. he's thirty five and one as a starter against FCS competition he's all right he's all right he's all right he is uh, he's captivated and we'll talk a little bit more about him specifically but here's his thoughts on the Grizz defense. This is going to be a great defense we got going against us and great guys up front. They got some great linebackers as well. And um, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited to play them. I know our offensive line is, I know our skill guys are as well. Um, and it, it's, it helps a lot playing in such a tough conference at the Missouri Valley, just because you got a tough defense that you're facing every single week. And they have so much variety throughout our conference. And um, so we're, we're kind of ready for different things that Montana is going to be able to throw at us. But what's great too, is we got one of the best defenses in the country right at, right at home here and get to play against them every day at practice and uh, go one-on-ones, try to get each other better as, uh, as much as we can. Mark, from your perspective, they run such different fronts, but they also run a lot of coverage on the back end too. So what's that that part like just preparing as a quarterback? Uh, I mean, those, th- those couple things make it a little more difficult just because um, – they like to do different disguises. They like to change it up out back there. They don't. They don't always run the same things uh, every single play. But I mean, with all these three three extra weeks that we got, um, we got lots of time to try and dissect that a little bit more and um, kind of find different things. And it almost makes it a little more fun for me just trying to find different tendencies that they do on certain down and distances and um, different things like that. Mark Gronowski here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Rajim Seabrook kicking it with us here. Uh, I'm Coulter Duanis. Thanks so much for hanging out. Our top 10 countdown of the uh, best storylines. A- anything to add in terms of the uh, the secondary versus the uh, South Dakota State wide receivers, or we should move on to the other side? Because I think the perimeter on the other side, that actually might be the place where the Grizz have the biggest athletic advantage. I think the Grizz athletic advantages, just in terms of man-to-man, are very limited in this game. And that's nothing against Montana. It's just that, I mean, Isaiah Davis is going to get drafted in the NFL. South Dakota State's running back. Zach Hines, he's going to be an NFL guy. Yep. Mason McCormick, Garrett Greenfield, the left side of their offensive line, they're going to the NFL. Oh, yeah. I don't know if Knauss going to the NFL, but he's only lost one game in his whole college career as a quarterback. He's going to get a sniff. What other stat matters, right? Yeah. Uh, so, man-to-man, South Dakota State's really good. But... I think that Montana, I think their most elite talent lies on the perimeter offensively. I think so, too. And what I like about Montana's receivers against their secondary, you can't double any of these guys. So at any given time, you know, especially in three to four receiver sets, you're looking at almost man coverage across the board or mid to deep zone coverage across the board, which if Cliff McDowell can find that sweet spot and and not skip the ball as he's done a couple of times in the playoffs like Ross, It, it should be a matchup made in heaven. Uh, the Breakfast Club, a.k.a. the Waffle House Boys, who are always open 24-7. Waffle House Boys. Like, man, you gotta love that. I got, I got, you gotta I, love that, when, man. When Keelan White said that on the show, I was like, yo, I sent a group text to some of my biggest Grizz fan buddies, and I was like, yo, that's a hilarious nickname. And one of my buddies, Kyle Sample, is like, I just ordered a Waffle House shirt. We're wearing it down to Texas. I was like, that's hilarious, oh, it, it's, man. It's, 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 not, it's only great. Because it's true. Because it's true, right? Because it's exactly. true. Like, if it's not true, exactly. then you're sitting there like, uh, yeah, 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 okay. But in this situation, I like this matchup. I like what all three of these young men bring to the table. Um, they're all quick twitch, gadgety, can run every route in the route tree, um, will sell the body out to catch the ball. And Junior Bergen is, I hate, I, someone said this the other day, he's a star in the making. That boy's a star. No, he's a star. Okay? He's a star. He's a, he's a star. And the other two are the meteor and the comet to make up the celestial heavens known 
known as the as the wide receiver core. So I I I think um, Grizz have the advantage in this situation, regardless of how dominant the the uh, the Jackrabbit defense is and all the stats that go to support how amazing their defense is and the one on one matchup. DB to wide receiver, the Grizz got this one on lockdown. I know we're up against it, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to just straight up kill the Jimmy Rogers on the Grizz wide receivers because nobody can say it better than what Rajim just said. Jeff, we'll move the two quarterback bits to the next segment, and uh, we'll keep on rolling. We'll give you the last four remaining in our top ten countdown of the best matchups in the national championship game. It's part of our road to Frisco. It's presented in part by the Advocates. Advocates want you to have a great time watching the game on Sunday and all football season long. Cheering on the Grizz with family and friends should be the best time ever. If you've been injured because of someone else's negligence, you've robbed of that excitement. Call the attorneys at the Advocates today and start fighting for the settlement you deserve. Seeing you back to enjoying the holiday season chat anytime. 406-640-4444 Montana Advocates.com We'll talk quarterbacks. We'll talk coaches. We'll talk the trenches right after this. Keep it right here. You want us now? ESPN Radio. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. When it comes to criminal defense, what's an example of why someone could or should call Schulte Law? Criminal defense happens on somebody's worst day, you know, and it doesn't mean that someone's a bad person. We all make mistakes. We all make choices that maybe aren't the best choice, and that can lead to dramatic consequences in somebody's life. So we're really focusing on personal injury and criminal defense. We do a lot of different areas of the law, though. We have a strong background in real estate. Um, we handle family law for clients, ton of mediations. The ultimate reality is, is that people have bad days, and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. up a party, I feel no guilt, gizmos cutting up for the suckers that's down with me, for one of us that's how I feel, to be down you must appeal to the two, we're rated on, well, we're Montana Television and the ESPN MT app, our top 10 countdown of the best matchups, key matchups in the FCS National Championship game, keeps on rolling, we gotta keep rolling, cause we still got four to get to, my number four is the quarterbacks. Mark Gronowski, a winner among winners. Guess what, though? Guess who's got one less loss as a starting quarterback in his college football career uh, than Mark Gronowski? Clinton McDowell. He's 11-0 as a starting quarterback for the Montana Grizzlies. Uncle Cliffy! I have no expectation for, like, if you're talking about just straight-up man-to-man Clifton McDowell to outplay Mark Gronowski only because Gronowski's just so good, man. Different games. Different games. But I do think that if you know you're going to get an A from Mark Gronowski, Clifton McDowell's got to be a B plus within the confines of his own self. He's got to. I, I might have to bump that up a little bit higher. He's got to play A minus. Sure, right? Yeah. This is a this is a nasty defense. It's a methodical and meticulous defense. And uh, you know, I, I've said it on air and off air. Um, Clifton McDowell's got to got to be 
a man, not the man this weekend, but a man this weekend, and really put this game on his shoulders. There have been times that his nonverbals um, speaks to um, actually eroding aspects of his leadership because when it's great, it's great, and when it's bad, there's some petulant nonverbal behaviors that are being displayed out there. So for me, the, this young man has got to put this team on his shoulders because he's got to get that rock into positions of play uh, to be successful and also be okay with chipping away. Be okay with three-yard gains. Be okay with two-yard gains. You're going against one of the, the I mean, I forget what number they are, including the playoffs, but you're going against a, a, a top-ranked defense, and you have to be okay with small battles within the war. And Clifton McDowell physically is there. He's he's got a great undefeated record up to this point, but he's got to take that next step in maturity and leadership to get the Grizz over some humps. When it comes to Mark Gronowski, he's an outstanding player in terms of his production. He's thrown for over 7,500 yards and 70 touchdowns. He's also rushed for more than 2,500 yards and uh, almost 20 touchdowns. That's secondary, though, to his ability as a winner, his ability to galvanize the locker room. Again, 35-1 and as a starter in FCS games. He's already won a national championship, and he's only a junior. He's got another year left, whether that's at SCSU or otherwise, remains to be seen. We'll hear from Jimmy Rogers, the head coach of South Dakota State, on Mark Arnowski. We'll skip Bobby Houck. I'll paraphrase what Coach Houck said. You don't win 28 games in a row without a really good quarterback. Mark Arnowski's really good. That's what Bobby Houck said. Here's why, though. Here's Jimmy Rogers on South Dakota State's outstanding quarterback. Yeah, I think the it factor is is Mark. Is is uh, He's a winner. Um, he doesn't ever feel like he's down and the moment's never too big for him and he doesn't get rattled. I think that's a rare trait and I think it's really hard to find and I think if you try to look for it, you'll fail more than you end up right. Mark had all the intangibles. We got to know his family in recruiting. We felt like he was the right fit. Um, Jesus, a, he's a well-rounded individual. It's not just football. He's, you know really good in school too and he's going to have success out when when football's done for him and he's just a great leader worker teammate um the guys love him and that was from day one he had the moxie to lead this team with an extreme level of focus when he stepped on the field to to change from friend to competitor and that's rare it's really rare i think more young guys these days are caught up in how do i fit in and uh rather than coming here for a reason and competing to be the best and he did that and then had the moxie to show an older team at that time that he was the right fit and then with with that comes reps and reps are invaluable so he's taken full advantage of the opportunity that's been presented to him and he's ran with it and I'd say he's probably the greatest quarterback that's ever played at South Dakota State just because he wins um, and we're blessed to have him well, it's now ESPN Radio. It's our road to Frisco, our top 10 matchups leading up to the FCS National Championship game. We're into the top three. Road to Frisco presented by Stone of Accord. If you want a great place to watch the Grizz on Sunday, head to the Stone all day Sunday. They got $5 mimosas, $3.50 Coors Lights. They also have their awesome Sunday brunch. Just a stone's throw away on North Reserve. Stone of Accord. Number three matchup, the coaches. Bobby Houck's been here three times. He's never been to Fresco, but he's been in the National Championship game three times. He's in his 12th season as the head coach at Montana. He's been a head coach for 17 college football seasons, and he's been coaching college football for pretty much the duration of my 36 years on this earth. Jimmy Rogers is younger than me, and he's in his first year as a head coach, but he's been at SDSU for a really long time. He's played there. Uh, he's been there 15 of the last 17 years, even though he's only 35 years old. So exactly half his life he's spent there with the Jackrabbits. He's got a ton of pride 
in it. He's also been to Frisco before last year. They are the defending national champions. What do you think of the coaching match, especially the head coaches in this one? I think they both bring really strong assets to both. Yeah, regardless of Bobby's 0-3 record, uh, there's there's something to be said. He got there three times, albeit did not you know bring home the chipper. I think that what he needs to do is take lessons learned from those three previous experiences, uh, combine it with uh, what he what he his staff and the players masterfully did this year and the last uh, you know 10 to 11 games in particular and put it together and put it together something that's going to be meticulous and methodical and not go away with what got you here. A lot of times championship games, NFL, Super Bowls, NBA, World Series coaches want to get away with what got them there because they think they want to show something different. This is not that time to do that. So stay within the confines of what got you there. Uh, continue to build off your success, consistency, and you know just play Bobby Ball and return to dominance as they have done this year. What's Let's hear, from, let's hear from Jimmy Rogers on getting back at Montana because he, his career ended as a player in 2009 in that epic playoff game here in Missoula. We'll skip the other two just because we're trying to play catch-up here. But here's Jimmy Rogers and his indelible memory of his playing career ending in Missoula some 14 years ago. Coach, you're on the field in 09 when SDSU had its first playoff game and I was there, you were there. Um, looked like the game was in hand and you talk about the journey and getting to this point. How much does that game stick with you, if at all? Oh, it sticks with me. That was my last game I ever played. Montana was my first Division One game I played. And uh, we went back there, you know, my four years later from a freshman to a senior, and we should have won that football game, and we lost it. And um, I think you can learn something from every loss that you have. Uh, to say one means more than the other when they end your season and you care enough they matter, and if you don't learn from them, you you waste the opportunity to absorb a lot of information and a lot of ways in which you could have handled it better to have success. And that moment, I'll never forget. Honestly, Jimmy Rogers here uh, on to us now. Our number two matchup in this game: the punt return, punt return coverage teams on both sides. Tucker Large had a punt return for a touchdown that broke open the game against U Albany. It's South Dakota State's 59-0 win in the semis. Junior Bergen, Superman on special teams. A kick return and a punt return against Furman and a punt return for a touchdown uh, against North Dakota State that was absolutely, utterly ridiculous. Jimmy Rogers was asked about whether they're going to kick the Junior Bergen or not. I found his answer captivating. Uh, Coach, on average, how often has somebody told you not to punt the Junior Bergen in this uh, upcoming game? Well, I've seen him, and he's dynamic. Um, we need to be aware of where he's at when he's on offense because he is a big play threat every time he touches the ball. But um, we got to do our best to, to say you just can't kick to somebody. You know, he may touch the ball at any point. We got to tackle, and uh, we got to do our part. And he reminds me a lot of Kate Johnson, who we had here a couple years ago, who's still in the NFL. So uh, nothing that he has done. Is, is shocking with the, the skill set in which he has. Um, he's a great player, and and uh, he'll create challenges. And we just need to respond. be fascinating to see if they actually do kick to him. We'll just move on to number one because we are up against it. This is the matchup. You know, the cliche, it always is. Oh, it's a battle of the trenches. Most pundits don't actually analyze the trenches. That's the way I watch football, so I, that's what I'm always looking at first and foremost. 
The South Dakota State offensive line is the real deal. They're one of the best offensive lines I've ever seen at this level. North Dakota State has had some excellent ones. I'm not quite sure this is as good as like 2019 NDSU, but that, that that offensive line had multiple guys that are starting in the NFL now. I do think Mason McCormick and Garrett Greenfield are NFL-type uh, guys. And that's going to be combated by the Grizz defensive front. It's completely, it's strength versus strength, but completely different, right? The, the South Coast State's offensive line is massive, and they got great continuity, and they play together as a cohesive unit. The Grizz defensive front is really small, honestly, but they're at, they're athletic and they're explosive and quick. They also have this delicate dance that's not quite delicate. It's more like pure and utter chaos, as Andrew Houghton likes to call it, the heavy metal defense up front for the Grizzlies. But organized confusion is yeah, what I like true. to call it. Uh, it's 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 the. Unstoppable force meets the immovable object, right? Do you go with size and strength versus speed and agility? And the ebb and flow between both sides of the ball within the trenches is going to be great. The one thing I will say is from the center over to the left side, that is just pure dominance. When you look at the amount of All-Americans between those three young men, we're talking, you know, nine All-American appearances between three offensive linemen on the left side, going from the center towards the left. So interesting matchups. But the flip side, Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year, Big Alex Governor, give it to Big Baby Boy. Let's hear from one of the big matchups in this individually, Mason McCormick and Alex Governor. Mason McCormick will roll it. That'll be our last. Last bit of the show. Thanks, Jeff. We always take pride in our work. I think that's uh, the nature of the position. Um, it's not the glorious and glamour, but uh, there's there's merit and uh, fun in seeing our other players and other teammates succeed, and uh, we want to be able to put them in the best possible situation. Um, and ultimately, we try to go out there and uh, make a statement every week. We want to go out there and play our best football, um, and so I don't think that changes in any way. Um, what are some things that you've seen on film that are going to present some challenges for your unit, and how are you guys preparing to uh, to face those guys uh, coming Frisco? Yeah, we got to be we got to be ready for a lot of looks. Um, they're very multiple with their box um, and how they align, um, and they play super hard. Um, that's one of the most impressive things. You know, week to week, you think teams play hard, but these guys play extremely hard, um, and you can tell that it's it's definitely coached. And uh, they they take pride in what they do, and they fly around. Um, they play physical ball. And uh, we're, we're excited for the task. Does Montana remind you of anybody you guys have played this year? Defensively, I think they do a lot of similar stuff um, to kind of what Villanova did, at least in the box. Um, they're very multiple. Um, they play super hard, and they, they play physical football. Um, it'll be uh, – they obviously present a bunch of different challenges um, and different stuff, but uh, – that was probably the most comparison, I would say. And Mason, you mentioned the front being very multiple. 99, those seems like he's kind of the key. How much can he sort of show you just in terms of what they're doing? Um, he aligns pretty much the same on most plays, um, but he does a lot of different things, and he does a good job of not giving um, those movements away. Um, and he plays with a super high motor, and uh, it's it's fun to watch on tape. Now on ESPN Radio. Now on ESPN Radio. Hope you're having a great week. Happy New Year, everybody. I'm feeling uh, left out that I'm not in Texas, but also happy to be here with you in studio. Why aren't you going to Texas? Why aren't you going to Texas? Oh, my. Because I, I got the baby on the way. He's got man. a baby on the we way, man. Football watch. is good, but babies are better, that's man. Right. Let's go. That's right, man. So I... Uh, we're we're staying tuned on that. At one some point, the baby's going to come, and I'm going to be gone for a while. 
Don't know when. <laughs> we got 14 days till the due date, and as they tell us, it could come anytime. It could so, be happening right now. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully my wife would call me if that was happening right now. But uh, either way, we will uh, keep on moving on. We'll always have the show, even when I'm out. And I'll be on the show often, while even while I'm out as well. So uh, don't worry on your end. We'll still have all the best yes, sports sir. talk across the state of Montana. But uh, it's an awesome deal. We'll leave you with this. Our Road to Frisco, probably presented by Town Pump, Montana's best since 1967. The Stone of Accord, go watch it. Uh, the game there, uh, they got brunch and mimosas and Coors Lights. And uh, our good friends at the Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. I'll leave you with this. I think that it's sort of fickle and sometimes um, silly to make so much out of wins and losses in sports, especially when it comes to sports that aren't professional sports. And I know the Grizz and the Cats are some of our professional sports teams. But I will say this. Regardless of what happens in the game on Sunday between Montana and South Dakota State, this season has been one that is filled with some of the most unforgettable moments of my career. And part of that's just because there's a, a group of guys on this Grizz football team that are guys that I've covered since I was uh, since they were in high school. And there's a bunch of guys that were on some of these Sentinel teams that I first covered when I first moved back to Missoula. Some guys from my alma mater at Big Sky. And uh, more than anything, though, the success of the Grizz reminds you how much it changes the narrative around the community into a positive fashion. This is a small town, and we're always talking about the stuff that's going on, including Grizz football. When they're winning, it just changes the entire psychology of the entire community, and that's an awesome thing. It does. It creates a buzz. Just standing in line at the post office, grocery stores, people are talking about it. Wish I could go. Do you know someone going? Where are you watching it? Who are you watching it with? It just it, it, it brings about connective tissue. Even fans who, who aren't, you know, even people who aren't fans of the game, it still gives you something to cheer about and to talk about and be neighborly to each other um, during a cold time of year, man. It's a great time. And where are you watching the game? Uh, I'm going to watch it with my mother. Mama Nunu? Yeah, and my brother. And uh, my sister-in-law, my brother's wife. Okay. You you are in good company. That's right. Yes, sir. Thanks so much for kicking it with us. It feels like we're signing off for the year because it's actually the end of football season by the time we come back. Yeah. But we will be back on Monday with a full recap of everything that goes down in Frisco, Texas. In the meantime, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks to all of our great friends and sponsors, and thanks to all of you for listening and making this show so great. Stuart is now it's ESPN Radio. We'll see you on Monday. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.